Content warning. The Adventures in Hellworld podcast talks in depth about QAnon, which means we have to talk about all kinds of child abuse and violence against people. Listener discretion advised. Hello, everybody. I am Mike Rains, a.k.a. Poker and Politics, and welcome to another episode of Adventures in Hellworld. I am joined, as always, by Sarge. Sarge, the pixel variant that you didn't want, but they just keep giving to you. I, that's how I feel about it every time I see the Sarge cards pop up in my collector's <laughs> yeah. reserves. It's it's heartbreaking, really. And the mysterious L. Hello, my beautiful babies. It may seem like I'm not doing a voice, but I am. I'm everyone's favorite non-denominational holiday character, Mary Person. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, Mary Person, to the pod. We are glad to have you. <laughs> Joyous existence, everyone. <laughs> The blessed existence, the most glorious of all existences. For the Rap- record, Mary Person also hates the pixel art variants. Yes. Raptors, <laughs> if they would just make the text on the card pixel as well, it's just this huge, like, disgusting violation of every graphic design rule. They've been secretly going in and replacing some of the more offensive pixel variants with better ones. Like, they just don't say anything. They've gone in and replaced the artwork on a couple of them. Yeah, I mean, personally, my biggest problem with them was that they all looked terrible and that yes. they sucked and that they were just bad pieces of art that looked amateurish that I feel like I could have done. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, no, I won't be spending any premium currency on that, and I'll be disappointed when I randomly unlock one. I'm like, <laughs> oh, I think I'm never going to use. Thanks. I hate it. Yeah. You, you, only use of pixel variants is that they allow you to just use your boosters to upgrade from like base to green to blue and you're just like oh cool i can get more collector levels off of this terrible card i will never play because it looks like shit yeah they're just like little little, little xp repositories <laughs> yes exactly that's exactly what they are <laughs> i haven't I, using we, my... we, we, we still haven't mentioned we're, we're recording a podcast we haven't mentioned we haven't even mentioned the game that we're talking about <laughs> that is not the subject of the state of the world that we're supposed to be talking about <laughs> Right. The yeah, game, we're... Marvel Snap. The thing it's distracting us from, QAnon. Yes! <laughs> uh, both of these things are accurate. And, but, and thankfully, uh, thankfully, QAnon has not gotten got involved in Marvel Snap. They're involved in all uh, sorts of other frivolity, but not that. Oh, I, I guarantee that they are also involved in that. I've heard, at, the very, at the very least, when Snap released, it was pretty popular. Yeah. Uh, I guess a lot of people, once a lot of people realized how the monetization was going to work, they fled like rats for a burning ship. <laughs> Leading all the people who already knew what the monetization pipeline was going to be like, uh, who had beta tested it and already tried to warn everyone, uh, just sit there and silently shake their heads. They just go, we tried to tell you, you idiots. <laughs> you absolute fools. <laughs> it, it would be better if one of the idiots warning us wasn't such a, just an annoying D-bag. Hey man, even an annoying D bag is right sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, speaking of annoying D bags, I guess it's time for us to to, to stop <laughs> resting on our loyals, uh, our laurels, and uh, no, our loyals. loyals. We're resting on our loyals. Yes, <laughs> we're resting on our loyals. <laughs> anyway, uh, so first to get into our uh, amuse bouche. It's time for a light sampling of insanity. Get ready for the amuse bouche. Amuse bouche. Yes. Oh man, it's time. It's it's time for the 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 the. the I mean, I have a bunch of jokes in mind, but I feel like they're all too sexist to say in the year of our Lord twenty and twenty three. 
So I guess instead of uh, instead of doing any of this, I just have to say it's time for the the regular gender non-specific fight of the century between <laughs> Norm Bovert <laughs> and Marjorie Taylor Greene. I went through like a I went through like a roulette wheel of different options, and they all seemed like I, I was going to get canceled. They all seemed like landmines. It was great. Um, anyway, yeah. Oh, 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 L, we have to be someone before we can get canceled. Hey, I, I can get can I can get canceled for polite society just fine. <laughs> and here are my favorite ways to use the N word. And there went L, never to be seen again. Yeah, I, I, I got Poochie back to his home planet. It was, yes. it's it's always been a two man podcast. What are you talking about? <laughs> It's like uh, that one of the Chapo guys. I think it was like and Brianna Joy did a it had a podcast called Bad Faith, and then that guy got outed as a groomer, like a legitimate groomer, and he just vanished from the podcast. She never commented on what happened. It was like it's always been a solo pod. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Never heard anyway, of that guy. Back yep. to to get back on topic. Yes. Uh, so. Friends of the podcast, by which I mean enemies of the podcast, or at the very least people the podcast shits all over, uh, Bobert and Green, you know the two. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they, they're in a bit of a spat. No, as if I wasn't already more attracted to Bobert, the spat, if I recall from what I've seen in headlines, is actually her talking about Marjorie Taylor Green is completely off the rails in a lot of her uh, beliefs. Uh, Mike, what's going on between these two titans of QAnon lady representation <laughs> yeah so that's basically you have the bobert side of it and after she said that uh marjorie uh decided to uh, as the kids would say clap back by saying i have supported and donated to lauren bobert president trump has supported and donated to lauren bobert kevin mccarthy supported and donated to her she barely came through with 500 votes oh take that you can barely win an election lauren Way to suck at politics. I mean, that is that is a pretty sick bird, politically yeah. speaking. Like, like yeah. in the political sphere, the the goalposts are such that that does equate to a pretty sick bird. Yeah. And then uh, Marjorie continued saying she gladly takes our money in the form of cash, uh, cash signs, not emojis. When at, but when she's asked, she refuses to endorse President Trump. She refuses to endorse Kevin McCarthy, and she childishly threw me under the bus for a cheap soundbite. The country is facing extreme, extremely difficult times. Americans expect conservative fighters like us to work together to save America. And that is the only mission I'm 100% devoted to, not high school drama and media sound bites. Save America, exclamation point, defeat the Democrats, exclamation point. So, good, good one. Uh, yeah, so... Uh, How dare Lauren Boebert have a point to be the good guy in, a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in an <laughs> argument? I, I hate having to say that she is correct, but she's correct on all fronts. Yes. And also, she's making the more, like, wise decision and just being like, Donald Trump, he's great. And they're just like, do you officially endorse him? And she's just like, Donald Trump is great. And they're like, but is that an official endorsement? And she's like, bye! Okay, goodbye! <laughs> <laughs> Smoke bomb. Yeah, so it's just like, you know, playing, playing both sides is better than just still being on Team Trump, uh, for reasons that we'll be going to get to later on in the show. Uh but yeah, so I mean, I guess if I had to pick a side here, which I don't, but I will anyway, I'm Team Bobert, as I've yeah. always been Team Bobert. Yeah. Let's go yeah. get cotton candy together. <laughs> I'm, I'm just imagining the, the, the rom-com like uh, montage scene of Elle and Bobert at the uh, local like carnival with two giant heapings of cotton candy 
Elle like knocking down the milk milk jugs to win her a giant teddy bear and all that good stuff as um, as the meat cute progresses into the first date scene. <laughs> Uh, yeah, she, uh, uh, Bobert claimed, she said, I quote, don't believe in Jewish space lasers. Oh, take that. MPG. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that is a thing. MTG. I mean, assuming that that's not coming from nowhere and that MTG still is on uh, team. Yes, I do believe in Jewish space lasers. And, like, let's chalk up a big dub for Bobert. Yeah. <laughs> Like again, in, in the political sphere, these are pretty sick birds, right? I mean, I spent like in some some interparty conflicting. It's just like, geez, but yeah, I mean, everybody's like everybody who's still got their wagon hitched to Donald Trump at this point is just like, it's so sad. What, what, what is this? What is this Stockholm syndrome like effect that he has on these people? Yeah. It, it it's it's wild. It is truly wild. Just the the just iron grip that Trump has on so many people. I just truly don't understand it. Like you you have DeSantis, who's like literally like on his hands and knees, like crawling to QAnon, begging them, please love me. I'm commissioning anti-vaccine panels in Florida. I'm I'm doing everything I can for you people. Why won't you love me? And <laughs> QAnon and Bobert and, and QAnon and MTG and all these other people are like, nope, Trump's our man, always and forever. Go away, tiny nasally voiced dude. You're you just can't you just can't fill Orange Daddy's shoes. I'm sorry, man. And it's just it's it's really incredible that like that they're just just gonna go off this cliff with Trump no matter what. Oh yeah, they're, I mean, like just I I guess to jump to the next news item, his his Trump card sold out. Like they literally, uh. I want to say he got four. No, it was one point four million from him. No, I think it was four million because they they had like yeah, the numbers were all very round, and they were just like they sold out immediately. It was incredible. It was such a that was just like did they though? I don't know. I mean, I feel like if they weren't selling at all, you couldn't exactly admit that. You would just have to lie and say they all sold out. They quietly hit the stop selling button and just be like, yeah, we made four billion dollars. It was great. Anyway, see ya. And then it's just like okay. Uh, do you want to give me some receipts for that? They're just like, no, no, we do not. Uh, or maybe yeah, they did sell out because that's the world that we live in. Well, and a bunch of them had prizes attached to them, like a dinner with Trump at Mar-a-Lago, but you had to provide your own uh, shipping, not included. You had to get yourself there and and pay to put yourself up, presumably at Mar-a-Lago. And also pay for the food. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and- $25,000 Donald Trump appearance fee. Mm. <laughs> See, I don't know if you're joking or not. Like, I don't. I, I don't know a fucking thing about these cards. Mike, that's, that, that's why Mike is here. Uh, and I'm assuming that Mike, he looks like he's looking at a screen of some sort as we speak. I ha- God, I have to imagine he's looking up what the Trump cards were. No, oh, I was looking up more of the scandals around them because there are numerous nfts that were literally stolen artwork from other sources some of which actually had watermarks from those sources still in the trump nft so like you can't actually own that thing because trump didn't have a legal right to sell it to you in the first place so it's even more worthless than a bored ape would have been because it's like (laughs) hey i have this nft of astronaut trump 
it's got to be worth a fucking shit ton. And it's like, actually, no, because Trump didn't have the rights to that art. So, no, you actually own literally nothing. You just gave Trump money for a screenshot. That's all yeah, you did. In this instance, it is worth the price of the paper that it's printed on, which is zero, because there is no paper. Yes. <laughs> you get nothing. Good taste, sir. And uh, the so uh, other people brought up the fact that um, you, Trump had this weird limit about how many NFTs you could buy that would cap you out at $9,900, which is explicitly below the $10,000 price point where like the IRS starts looking at a purchase. So mm. that is um, being in the casino industry, we have to deal with money laundering because that's a thing that people can do in casinos. And so every year we have to go through this uh, compliance thing where we uh, are told, here's what money laundering looks like. Be on the lookout for money laundering. And what Trump is doing is literally called structuring, where you understand what will trigger a review by uh, governmental agencies and you layer your purchases or transactions such that you avoid that. Like, let's say for the sake of argument, you know that $6,000 worth of transactions with a casino in a 12-hour period will trigger some sort of, like, flag on your account. So you only do $3,500 in a 12-hour window, wait and then do $3,500 in the next 12-hour window, and you keep doing that, at which point we would flag you anyways because that's structuring, and we know you're trying to get around it. So, like... It's very obvious. Yeah, it's very obvious why you're stopping at that number. We know why you're stopping there. So the fact that Trump was like, you can buy exactly $9,900 worth of these NFTs in one shot, winky, winky, is just, like... Uh, this is like such a like overt money laundering scam. It's not even funny. And uh, SNL did the cold open about I mean, his NFTs. It's pretty funny. And the thing is, is a lot of that SNL cold open was not even hyperbole. Trump actually said in his opening speech that he's a better president than Lincoln and Washington. Just outright guy true, who created guy guy who founded america guy who got us through the civil war fucking pikers compared to me crime me mcgee the thieving president truly <laughs> the greatest of all presidents yeah a, a one-term president who was somehow impeached twice like, like he's got <laughs> twice as many impeachers as he has terms as president yeah yes. i mean if trump says it it must be true and that's just the truth for his i i don't know let's call it fan base like all, all of the totally legit people who couldn't wait to get a trump nft of him like shooting a laser out of his face or whatever <laughs> and, and definitely not a bunch of like mysterious corporations like trump is great exclamation point llc being like i would <laughs> i would like exactly one of those please and it's just like wow a lot of these random llcs really love these nfts nfts I, for llcs bud <laughs> i haven't really thought about that i mean that is how a bunch of those like Tucker Carlson books keep making it on the New York Times. They buy like a hundred thousand copies and then they sit around at 
Fox News headquarters. Oh, they they donate him for free. That's exactly what happens. These like Turning Point USA and all these other right wing grift corps buy all the books at like sticker price for a loss. They put it in a warehouse, and then like two three months later, they're like, "Join Turning Point for fifteen dollars, get a free Tucker Carlson book." I mean. That's yeah, they, they they need to like Trump needed to find a new a new way to make some quick cash now that he can't just like squeeze money out of Herschel Walker's failed campaign anymore. <laughs> oh, man. Like, like that 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 wrapped up, and he was just like, "Oh man, I need a grift." And he was just like, "What are these NFTs?" <laughs> I, I heard some young person talking about an NFT. I got the itch. I need a grift. <laughs> I need to. Oh god, I haven't grifted it in like a day. <laughs> oh, if, I, if I don't steal some from money from somebody in an illegal fashion, I get a headache. It's like a, it's like a, it's like a stress urge. Also, no, th- th- this, this way is quasi legal. Oh some yeah, lady we, were talking, we were talking about it. He, he's he's smart enough to be uh, bringing the game in his favor. What a, what an absolute! He's playing fifth dimensional chess. Whoa! <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, someone, another uh, report I saw indicated that the company that this is, uh, that was quote unquote running this operation is based out of a um, address in Wyoming and <laughs> like a million, like a million scam corporations also come from that exact same place. Like people that have tried to defraud the government, people that uh, told folks that like, you need credit, uh, buy us, get a secured credit card from us. You give us like $200, $300, we will give you a credit card with that security deposit, like backing it. And people would give them the money and they would never get the card. They would just rip them off. And so like, yeah, yeah. So this is, this is the neighborhood that Trump uh, is housing his NFT corporation in. So totally trustworthy, 100% legit. No worries. Everything. I mean, I'm about as trustworthy and legit as any <laughs> NFT is. Am I right? Like, oh well, god! <laughs> at the end of the day, like, how are those bored apes people doing? How how are they feeling right now? Well, oh I mean, yeah, Jimmy Fallon and uh, a bunch of other chuckleheads are getting sued. Uh, because yeah, of uh, yeah, for for promoting crypto nonsense, and as well, they yeah. should be getting sued. I can't wait for them to lose. It's just pay a bunch of people real actual physical currency. No, you may not pay off your lawsuit in board ape. It's worthless. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the best part about that NFT lawsuit is that Larry David literally played a character who didn't understand crypto and wasn't into it and is now being sued for backing crypto. So it's just like, way to go, Larry David. Like you Sounds playing right. the, you playing the confused contrarian in the crypto ad has gotten you sued for your endorsement of crypto. Yeah, congratulations. It's worth as much as Confederate script is, so enjoy that. Like, <laughs> or, or Iraqi dinars, which are going to be recalibrated any day now. Oh, I mean, they're both going to be recalibrated any, any day now. I'm going to be yes. so rich. It is porky, I, I like Porky Pig to say the word any there. That was interesting. <laughs> it sounded like an engine turning over. It was great. Anyway, if Donald Trump wants my money, he needs to make a, a trading card game and not like uh, th- not NFTs. I would have played like the the Donald Trump trading card game. I would be like, dude, the six cost Ivanka, she's broken. <laughs> oh man, that'd be great. Yeah, you you, you create the like the Marvel Snap. Auto- we just need an auto fighter uh, Trump game. God, that would be the perfect way to rope all the QAnon people into like our grift is to just create a game with with like half of their grifter friends and then like Michael Flynn and Dinesh and um, 
Janet O can be a card. Oh God, that'd be so great. Uh, and we could get into bed with an NFT corporation and it would actually be helpful for the brand because they would love that because they are rubes who are getting fleeced. Yeah. Yes. They love being fleeced by us. <laughs> the, 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 the client could like, we could just be like, oh, the client is very poorly optimized, but actually the client is using their system to buy Bitcoin for us. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, that's that's the dream. We're we're we're, get, we're getting closer to achieving our final form as like actual grifters, who just viciously sell out like good honest people to just make a quick buck by scamming QAnon folks. We can do it. We can. I can't wait. And if the government wants to stop us, they, they can they can head us off by just let it, letting us hit Powerball. I do <laughs> occasionally pick up a Powerball ticket. Like if it's like two billion dollars, yeah, I'll take a shot. I'll, I'll take my I'll take my one in like a trillion shot. Same. That money. Same. Yep. So oh, if yeah. the government ever wants to rig that in our favor, they will they will ward off three incredible grifters. How, oh, how are you? How are people still getting into bed with fucking crypto? With like Sam Bankman Fried going, he, he's like days away from going to jail for forever because the like the 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 NFT community or the crypto community is represented by two separate yet equally important like idiots. <laughs> The ones who are true believers, who are not going to let anything like that rock their boat, and the people that don't know enough about crypto, aside from the fact that it was apparently hot, so they bought some, neither of who care about the stuff going on with Juicy Bacon Freed. I don't remember his name. It's something Freed, I think. Sam Sam Bankman Freed. There we go. That's what I said. Juicy Burger Freed. Yeah, you nailed it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh man. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So unfortunately, the like people that like crypto, they're not gonna let a little thing like a whole crypto exchange going under and almost dragging the entire thing down with it stop there. They're not gonna let it step on their groove. A whole crypto. <laughs> These oh, are people who are still thinking that GameStop is going to the moon. It's like, dude, GameStop went to the moon one more time than was ever necessary or expected. Like, congratulations if you were there. But, like, the moon is a place where GameStop will no longer go. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's done now. Yeah, GameStop is no longer making stops at the following locations. The moon. I I repeat. (laughs) But this is the thing about those kinds of um, grifts and and those communities is that just, like, failure doesn't deter them. I mean, Q and QAnon promoters have made so many predictions of so many big payoffs, and it never oh, yeah. happens. And they just keep rolling with it. They just keep rolling with it. Trust the plan. Just keep going. They just I keep mean, rolling, rolling, rolling. Yeah. I mean, it's it's what the uh, HODL, like the people who say HODL and stuff like that. It's like, hey, just because the stock's like currently tanking, hey, it's going to turn around any day now. Buy the dip. <laughs> I mean, let's do this. And it's just. Guess what? Like sometimes the dip is just it doesn't stop. The dip is eternal. Like Tesla stock. (laughs) Well, I'll go out on a word of advice for those people. Uh, For those who like their misspelled sayings, for the hodl crowd, I have a different misspelled saying: "Jopka, jopka, donkeys always draw." That one is for Mike Rains and maybe like three other people. Anyway, <laughs> enough of this horseshit. Let's get to our news headline segment of goodness and headlines <laughs> and news. <laughs> and more news. From the digital headlines to the digital front lines, it's cues in the news. He's back, baby. We're still talking about Donald Trump. Shocking no one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 
there's been a lot of Trump related news this week. If you th- if you thought him doing not a trading card game was the biggest faux pas he could get mixed up in, oh boy, howdy. It turns out that the January 6th committee has got a little something to say about that. For more yeah. on that, let's turn it over to Mike Rains, who's got the actual knowledge about such things, as I have only seen headlines to the effect. Yes. So uh, the um, the one six committee has decided that Donald Trump, uh, along with being the first ever uh, twice indicted, uh, twice impeached president, is now the first president to be uh, referred for criminal prosecution by a congressional committee. And um, they they put him on four different counts and they're basically asking Jack Smith to, uh, you know, get off your ass and uh, charge this prick and uh, let's uh, get this ball rolling. So that's going to be very exciting that we have that going on. We have more people meeting in Georgia for the voter intimidation that went on there. Um, We had uh, Hope Hicks testifying before testimony from the one six committee that was revealed where uh, the days before January 6th, she and others were telling Trump, Yo, Donnie, tell the crowd to be peaceful. Do like make it clear that they should not do the violence. And Trump was like, "Yeah, go piss off a rope." Uh, not interested in telling them. Not interested in telling my fans not to be violent. So they're coming uh, from for from every direction because they have his they have his taxes in Congress now, uh, which is a whole other kettle of fish. The January sixth committee. Uh, is referring him for prosecution and then the Georgia uh, voter intimidation is a whole separate deal, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, Trump was referred for obstruction of an official proceeding of Congress, conspiracy to defraud the United States, conspiracy to make a false statement and incite, assist or aid in comfort and insurrection. Which, uh... <laughs> that feels like a big old one. That feels yeah. like one of those laws that's been on the books since day one, like George Washington himself <laughs> been that one. <laughs> or maybe they didn't have that one on the books. And then the whiskey rebellion happened. And after Washington as our only president to ever lead an army in the field, after crushing the whiskey rebellion was like, Hey, wait a minute. We, sh- we, we gotta make yeah. it really fucking clear. You can't do that again. Let's, let's, let's write that one down. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no more of that shit. That shit, no bueno. So, yeah, let's, let's take care of that. So this is all well and good, but this sort of thing isn't binding, correct? This is just, like, essentially an official government rebuke? Yeah. I mean, the thing is, criminal referrals are, in in in, in another light, criminal referrals are meaningless, because every now and then you'll hear some dumb dumb like Matt Gates being like, I went to Bill Barr and I told him that Fauci should be prosecuted for the Argobargle. And it's a good way to drum up fundraising and stuff like that. But right. being that this was kind of like the January 6th committee's final act, like this had a more gravitas to it where they were like, okay, this is all the work we've done. And by the way, uh, you really need to charge Trump with some shit because we literally like spent like I don't know the last like half year telling the American people here is all the <laughs> here is all the crimey shit Trump did, and um, yeah, we should probably uh, actually uh, take him to court over it and hopefully convict him and send him to jail for these things that he has done. So, like. On the one hand, it is nothing. On the other hand, it is also kind of important because um, 
I mean, all the tea leaf reading of all the stuff Jack Smith's been doing since he took the job seems to be indicating that things are moving forward with Trump actually being fucked here. Unlike QAnon where they're like, Oh, Hillary's going down any day now. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. um, what's Durham actually doing to indicate that he's losing court cases, but don't you worry. Durham is coming. He's, he's going to get her. He's going to get her. He's going to get everybody. And it's like, uh, it's, you know, it's happening. Oh yeah. God. Durham. <laughs> he's, he's losing he's so good. <laughs> I actually saw some guy who was like, do you think Durham actually lost his cases? And he had like lost in quotation yes. marks. And it was like, yeah, he did. That, that's how that worked. Like you don't try cases against people to prove some tangential point. That is what we call reckless prosecution. That's like <laughs> abuse. That's literal abuse of power. I wasn't actually trying to send you to jail. I just wanted to make the FBI look bad. Um, then you could have made the FBI look bad. You didn't have to indict me and make me pay for lawyers to defend myself from going to jail in court. Ah, I was only kidding. <laughs> I'm Durham. I'm a prankster. I'm wacky. <laughs> yeah, in, in order for them to have the, the proper amount of copium when anything that they want to happen doesn't happen, like a, a, everyone in their mythos has to be some sort of super, like super extra smart genius that's thinking 25 steps ahead. And then, oh, 25 steps later, it's just like, well, actually, they were always thinking 50 steps ahead. So <laughs> don't worry, 25 steps from now, we'll get to the big prestige with it just being like, and for that reason, and Hunter Biden's laptop, which I have produced physically and have, here it is, and you may look upon it, and here it is. I've dumped all of it. And for Chain that of reason, custody? What's that? And look at this Hillary Clinton face carving video. I've got so much evidence. You don't even know. Oh my God, it's so crazy. I'm, I'm, I'm rotten with evidence. I reek of evidence. <laughs> I even have the Michelle Obama whitey tape. Oh, the deepest of deep cuts. I'm doing everything. <laughs> I've got the ghost of my, our founding fathers literally building a hanging platform on Capitol Hill as we speak. <laughs> Oh man! If oh, if only if only QAnon's heroes were as powerful as QAnon that makes them out to be, it would truly be a titanic struggle to actually like defeat these people and to push them back. To be like, no QAnon, no, you're not allowed to MAGA. You're not allowed to trigger the Great Awakening. We <laughs> defy you. And it's like, no, actually, like literally, all Durham did was get one guy to take a plea deal with no jail time and then lose two court cases. And in a few months, he's gonna submit something to the Republican House representatives about how those Democrats sure look bad, don't they? And Matt Gates and and uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene and, and Gomert and all the other, uh, and Gosart, all the other schmucks are going to be like, oh, I can't believe the scandalous revelations of this Durham report. Oh, oh, my stars. And can we see them? No, shut up. No, no. And then they will fundraise off this shit and then they will vanish into the night like so much wind and ghost and that'll be the end of it. So, but yeah, but just, just keep, just keep hoping on hoping, just keep hoping, keep hope alive. Don't give up QAnon. Meanwhile, I would say, I mean, kind of my over under for this actually to pay off is probably around like March, April of next year for Trump to be indicted. If it doesn't happen by then, then fuck Jack Smith, fuck Garland, fuck the DOJ. You've, you've, you have failed America and me. Me being more important than America. But. I don't know. It could move a little faster than that with them referring it down. We're post the election. They definitely wanted to wait until after the election. So this didn't energize anyone. And now they've got him 
I'm not going to say where they want him, but now they can push forward and start prosecuting him. And uh, well, yeah, I, but there's there's about to be a transition of power where Republicans are about to seize some amount of the reins, and they can yeah. like they they can cause any number of disasters to happen to take all focus away from putting Donald Trump in prison, and suddenly that will get backburnered for a while. Yeah. <laughs> no, they uh, they certainly can, uh, but I, I think a lot of the Republicans are seeing that Trump isn't the ticket anymore. And they, they're like, hey, if we just let this go forward, we can yell at, about how much we hate it while also getting him any, away from anywhere near the wheel. Like, we just need him to not touch the wheel anymore and be allowed to say we don't think it's right that he's not allowed to touch the wheel. So, well, okay, so everything everything landed where it has. I I believe, that, like as a as a podcast unit, we had a previously come to the conclusion there's no way Donald Trump sees the inside of a prison cell. Ooh. Now that <laughs> this official recommendation has come down, uh, has that changed the the math for either of you folks? Do you think Trump actually goes to to any sort of actual prison in his lifetime? I don't know. Yeah, it's. it's, it's it's real hard to say exactly like what you get to that point. Cause I, the thing is, is I just wonder if they go to him and they're like, here's all the evidence we have against you. You are fucked. If they work out some ridiculous deal where he like spends like three years in house arrest, wearing an ankle bracelet and he promises not to run for president and they call it a day Mm. or do they actually does like the doj and the biden administration and all these people decide that they're they're actually going to play hardball with this prick they're actually going to hope that they can get a jury (laughs) that they can get a jury that doesn't have one pilled idiot on it that will like keep trump from getting convicted like i just i just wonder like that roll of the dice because i mean to me it's like pilled idiot yeah that's the name of the movie i mean it's just literally it's just you, you like you know that that like literally the moment Trump gets indicted and they talk about his court case that like everybody who's in like whatever section of America it is is like gonna be like, Oh, I hope they pick me for jury duty. I'm gonna be the best juror ever. I'm gonna get in there and I'm gonna fucking save Donnie. Yeah. So I, I just I just really wonder like if the government weighs like making Trump take a lesser deal and we just get him out of our hair is better than throwing the book at him and risking the pilled idiot, just fucking throwing your case away. Cause you just have 11 people glaring at yeah. this one moron wearing a Q hat. And that guy's like, not guilty. Trust the plan. And it's just like, fuck really? It's like, God damn it. Way to not void deer correctly. You stupid prosecutors, <laughs> you pieces of shit. <laughs> Listen, you can never be president again, but we'll let you grift off the idiots. You just, you just got to go away. You can't be president anymore ever again, but you can keep like selling them steaks with your name on it and all that other dumb shit. Or just generally being a talking head that people pay for yeah. their opinion for some reason. And then you say some dumb shit and everyone's just like wise words from an old raisin. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, I live only for one day. Someone to say that about me when I when I do political commentary. That's, I guess it's more like one of those uh, one of those like dehydrated like peach things you could get. You know what I mean? Or like the, the just or just orange and leathery. <laughs> it's be great. So good. Yeah. 
Yeah. If you if you had told me that some of my favorite parts about this week's podcast would be imagining the way Donald Trump looks uh, under any circumstances, I would have told you that you're crazy. But and yeah, here we are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, so uh, we had made a mention about his NFT speech. Uh, Dr- Trump managed to like overshadow another speech that he made with the NFT shit where he did a six minute speech about his uh, freedom of speech platform that he was going to enact once he became (laughs) president. And uh, let me tell you, if you watch that six minute video, holy shit. I mean, uh, like all that talk about, Oh, Joe Biden and the dementia and Oh, he ain't going to make it. And uh, they're going to 25th amendment him and sneak Kamala in for the, the pure socialism. I don't know why Kamala Harris is like super socialist, but that's the conspiracy theory. You watch that six minute video and it's like, I don't know if Trump's going to be alive at the end of these six minutes. This is a man who is struggling hard. There were numerous edits, like just, because they had like camera one, which was like dead on him. And then they had camera two, which was like a 45 degree angle on one side of his face. And they would just cut from camera one to camera two randomly. And sometimes the audio wouldn't sync up. So he was really loud on camera one that he's way quieter on camera two when he continues his point. So it's obvious they did multiple takes to get him through a whole six minutes of speechifying. I, I, yeah, I don't understand. He is one of, he's possibly... And this is amazing. The worst public speaker we've had in a president. And I'm including Biden. Biden, like, gobbles his words all the time, too. But Trump just goes on these rambling diatribes that I've never understood. I hate listening to him talk. Yeah, I mean, it's sort of like the difference between grandpa with a point and grandpa without a point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, as as everyone's pointed out, like Biden has fought a lifelong stutter. He like there are people out there who will say literally, you can see things that Biden does to overcome a stutter. It's an actual like uh, tactics you can know. Whereas Trump is just a guy who's reading the teleprompter for like five minutes and he's like, ah, fuck it, this is boring. Let's talk about something else and just. And then suddenly the teleprompter just has to stop because because <laughs> Grandpa's going on a ramble. And we're, then like, we're not talking about me. Why aren't we talking about me, Trump? Yeah, well, I don't. I don't want to talk about friggin' the border crisis or like fentanyl. I don't even know what fentanyl is. Let's talk. <laughs> let, let, let's talk about this time I made a great business deal when I was doing real estate, or my time on The Apprentice when I made all those people kiss my ass so they could get a job with me. That was awesome. I'm the best. Oh wait, uh, Jared's looking at me cross-eyed. I I need to get back on the teleprompter now, or 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 Ivanka's going to be mads at me when I get off stage. Okay, let me read the teleprompter a little more now, and then like again, like five minutes pass. You're like, ah, I'm bored of the teleprompter again. Time time to talk about the scorpion. Time to talk about the snake. Ah, it's my favorite story. I love it. Story time with Trump. It's the best. It's just like, oh my god. Speaking Ugh. of Jared, hang out with Elon and Saudi princes. Oh like, yeah, I, I fuck that should be news. Like, I mean, we know that they had dealings with the Saudis, but this should be bigger news that Elon and Jared were there looking dead faced and soulless at one of the hypest soccer matches apparently ever, and they're just like, Buh. and Jared making hard eye contact with the camera in a booth full of Saudi princes. Yeah, <laughs> like 
yeah. I, yeah, I was talking to one of my friends about like how like he he, and he was complaining about like mistakes that he had made in life and so on and so forth. And I was like, well, uh, and he's like, and I'm like, well, at least you didn't like buy Twitter for forty four billion dollars like a moron. And he's like, well, I wish we would have had that money. I'm like. Do you wish that you don't have to look over your shoulder for a Saudi hit squad coming for you any day now? Because you're because you're in hock to your MBS for billions of dollars, and that guy doesn't play. And it's like, and my friend was like, "Oh yeah, that's true. At least I don't have to worry. At least I don't have to worry about the bone saw crew coming for me." Yeah, that your Tesla stock is down at a historic two year low, and de- and like everyone is like, "Hey." Quit fucking around with Twitter. You're ruining two businesses here. Because the the electric auto market is bang at Elon's heels. All he did with Tesla is show them that uh, electric cars, people want them. And got the infrastructure put out there. And that as long as they don't blow up, people will buy them. And now Ford is like, Ford has an electric truck on the market. And I'm here to tell you, if you pre-order that fucking Tesla truck, good luck. I hope you get it in the next two years, because I don't think you will. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And Ford's going to have an all-electric Mustang soon. I mean, basically, all the major car companies are just getting into the EV market. And that was that was Tesla's whole thing, was like, buy a luxury EV, because we're the only ones making such things. And they're not very well made. They the autopilot runs over children. Yeah, uh, yeah. Tesla keeps like taking L so other automakers don't have to. There's like, God, these Teslas keep blowing up and running over kids. And, and they're like, Hey, other automakers, you want to put in self driving? And they're like, We fucking do not. We, <laughs> we absolutely do not. We're gonna let Tesla keep killing children, and then we'll when they go under, we'll buy all their research. No, we don't want to put in self-driving. You idiots are going to have to drive yourselves for the next five to ten years until Tesla kills at least ten more kids. I think it's cute that you think Tesla's going to go under. It's just going to it's just going to lose enough value where like Ford or someone is just going to buy them. Oh yeah, when I say go under, it's all these people. They're never going to go bankrupt. And then it's, it will be like the new Tesla, a Ford company. It'll yeah. It'll be like, buy, no. buy your Tesla electric vehicle. Then, like, at the end of the day, it's Papa Ford. Got those stacks. Yeah. Elon Musk is, like, begging for soup outside. See, oh, I, 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 I never think, like, Elon's never going to be broke. He has too much money. He's never going under. Tesla will never go under. There's value in the brand and the research. Someone will buy Tesla when it drops low enough, A, to get Elon, again, away from the wheel, and B, all the work they've done is worth way more than the actual company. And people like the cars. They don't so much like Elon anymore. He's really shitting on his legacy. If he just kept making cars and rockets... We like he would have been buried a hero, and yeah, yeah. that was the thing I po- I posted today was that like literally Tesla's stock was valued as high as it was uh, for numerous reasons, but the main reason was that Elon was like this cool visionary guy who did cool visionary shit, and right. over the last six months he's basically revealed himself to just be rich Alex Jones. I'm just an idiot with a pile of money a right-wing axe to grind and absolutely no idea what's going on in the world. Yeah, and he's just a monorail guy. 
<laughs> I've been successful monorails in North Ogdenville, Shelbyville. Yeah. Yeah, and North Haverbrook. Uh, exactly. Yeah. It's just, yeah, he, he's gone from being like the cool, awesome billionaire guy who's going to take us to Mars and terraform a planet and save humanity to literally screaming about chemicals in the water turning frogs gay. I mean, it's just this ridiculous. It's so weird that the, that these are the people that he just was so desperate for attention from that Isles Man, Man Chong and Cat Turd and Jack Posebeck and Mike Cernovich just the, all the the quartering. Yeah, oh, the quarter the quartering was like crying in his beard. No, Elon, you're the most important oh, man who's ever desperate. All of these guys just it's so pathetic. And it's like, do you guys read your own tweets before you send them out? Just like I it, I don't understand how he, Elon must be a Ken doll with all these people sucking his dick clean off. Like, oh, it, yeah, it can't he, oh. be there anymore. Oh no! Oh, oh God! He is smooth and barren. Oh, there is nothing there anymore. Oh, I'm afraid I have to disagree because I've I've heard through the grapevine that he has a malformed <laughs> penis, <laughs> and it's gone. Jeez. They all they all took it like a fairy no, tale. It's still there. It, 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 it grows right back. Off. For every one stock that gets sucked clean off, two stocks are a bag. It's like a Hydra. Yes! <laughs> that That's how he understands that people could be able to discern it's his penis directly after even the briefest, most involuntary glance. Like, I hear if you, you look at it directly, you don't turn into stone. You turn into, let's say, jello? Jello sounds right. <laughs> <laughs> You're roping the name brand of Jello into this. <laughs> Time to get sued, us. <laughs> Jello's not Jello's not coming after anyone. They're just hoping everyone forgets their association with Bill Cosby. <laughs> Big Jello is going to be knocking down our door. They're going to be like, "This is the new woke Jello." <laughs> Yeah, people people listening to this podcast like three weeks after publication will hear Sarge get into that riff, and then he'll just be they'll turn into a pillar of gelatin, just horribly auto tune. We might have to like put in like the uh, speak to uh, text to speech voice in that spot so we get the brand name out of there, and it's just gelatin. So that that <laughs> they, they they come to sue me, and I'm like, I'd like to submit as my evidence every episode of the Cosby Show, and they're just like. Well played. <laughs> Super attracted. <laughs> oh, man. that is, I wonder if, like, I mean, obviously Bill Cosby is a far bigger monster than Elon is at the moment. But it's like, man, all those shows that let Elon wedge himself into them, like The Simpsons and Rick and Morty and all those people, they got to be like, oh, man, why did we let Elon do that? This This episode now feels a lot it hits a lot different than it did before back when elon was cool oh yeah star star trek did i i've recently been on a, a, a watching star trek binge uh and they're just like the the captain of their legendary spaceship is just like the 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 names of scientists that go down in history and he goes musk and it's just like ooh that that aged like milk like <laughs> Uh, that's one of my favorite things about Star Trek and that shit is just when they don't keep up with modern times. Like, 
like Star Trek is always playing like five card draw with wild cards for poker. And it's like two years after that got filmed, Texas Hold'em just took over poker and destroyed it. And any any yeah. person who thinks of poker just thinks of Texas Hold'em. And it's like, oh man, 200 years from now, we got back to five card draw. Ain't that interesting? I, I know that when I was a kid uh, I, and I learned to play poker, the only thing I ever learned was five card draw. I, I don't remember, it's probably around when you said it, uh, Texas Hold'em like blew up and I suppose it is the there's more mind games with Texas Hold'em than five card draw but like if you watch all the old movies they're playing five card draw and then at a point yeah Texas Hold'em just takes over yeah, it's yeah like- but you gotta get with the times old man why, why, <laughs> why, why would we regress to five card draw exactly <laughs> it's like yeah it's like five card draw in movies rounders all texas hold them from there on out <laughs> just the it should be like, they, they should just rename it like neptune hold them or something <laughs> that'd be awesome uh cling on hold them or yeah <laughs> oh no oh it's, it's just like oh, what, what makes a difference in texas hold them it's just like nothing really it's just that none of these aliens know what a texas is <laughs> I do love the 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 fake uh, games they they come up with in Star Trek. The chess that's on like five different platforms is like, how is this different? And it's, it's just really harder to look at the board. There's a lot of verticality. It's <laughs> <laughs> just annoying. Yeah, that's all it is. Well, that's because everybody in the fucking in the in this hippy dippy future has endless free time because they don't have to work. So. Yeah. <laughs> they're just like they're just like yeah we can add another hour and a half to to chess that seems fine just because it's like difficult to actually parse but visually can you imagine baseball in this in this world baseball, oh. Like, oh my god baseball in the star trek universe where they just have an unlimited <laughs> amount of time holy crap yeah oh, futurama did it best they're like this blurns ball and they're like oh i think i got it the blurns is on third and they're like uh fry nothing of what you said is accurate except for the word blurns also, I feel like if you have like people with an unlimited amount of time to pursue the arts, that their fashion should have been better. A lot of that fashion was pretty good. <laughs> they, they, they didn't show me enough of what was supposed to be their paintings and stuff for me to know. I didn't get to hear enough of their poetry. But the bar should be pretty high for all that stuff. Yeah. I mean, when literally all your life is literally a movie, like all of your entertainment should just be absolutely ridiculous. And I, the, the Star Trek episodes that I need are the people overcoming crippling holodeck withdrawal addictions because, I mean, that's the reality of the world. It's the moment you've defeated the existence and you can just live any fantasy you want. How do you ever leave the holodeck? How does that happen? So the, the if I'm captain of a ship, the second time the fucking television room... Penny, stop. Uh, the second time the television room takes over the goddamn ship, boom, uninstalled. If you can't, if my crew can't, if you can't get by on books and oldie fashioned movies, yeah, you like, mute need immediately. Yeah, I would, I, I would choke the life out of you myself if you took away the holodeck from me. You'd be, you'd be like, wow, you both of your arms are really strong relative to the rest of your body, and I just think, like, yeah, I'm in the holodeck a lot. You dig. Yeah, yeah, that would be the that would be the last thing that you would see before you died was my very muscular arms. <laughs> yeah, how many times did the goddamn holodeck take over the ship? That's not okay for the TV room, the the brothel room to take over the ship because someone wanted to play Sherlock Holmes. 
Tough shit. Those are the dice you have to roll. If I'm like an, on an indefinite mission to alien planets, like in theory, Captain Kirk notwithstanding, would these people get to these alien planets that are full of humanoids or they just look like regular humans, but they're blue and they're hot? You're not supposed to have sex with them. You're supposed to not do anything to them except like observe them from far and from afar and then leave them alone. So you're going to try to mix that in with no holodeck? Get out of here. You'd have so many babies on the Enterprise. It would just be baby central. Oh, yeah. I mean, there would be no way to handle the actual um, events of, of, of that kind of ship. It's it's like why back in the good old days you didn't have women on pirate ships, but you can't do that in uh, in Star Trek. So, yeah, you're going to be dealing with all kinds of relationships that are basically caused because, well, it's either, either date you or the blue lady, and I shouldn't be touching the blue lady. They so. also bring their kids along and have daycares and schools on the Enterprise, and the Enterprise is routinely getting into fucking, like, red alert combat situations with the goddamn Borg. Like, yeah, yeah shit, shit happens to it. It's dangerous out there in space. That's why they have a holodeck to kick back. Yeah. And, like, have sex with Genghis Khan or whatever. And then sometimes Genghis Khan gets out of the room. And people are like, oh my god, it's Genghis Khan. And it's like, dude, he doesn't know what a phaser is. Just phase his ass. I don't care if he's being on the light. Shoot him. <laughs> yeah. And it's not just the Enterprise either. Maybe it's, oh, maybe it's just the holodeck on the Enterprise that takes over the ship and kills people. No, it fucking happens on Deep Space Nine and Voyager. Just like everywhere. The holodeck is the least of their problems. They have to deal with actual god Q who shows up and he's just like, hey, the wacky stuff that's happening right now, it's not just holograms. It's really happening because I'm like a god or whatever. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> anyway, what a what, wow! What a what a jag! What a yes. Uh, little, Star, yeah. little Star Trek mini podcast in there for the true fans. Uh, yeah. Let's move on to our last news item for the week. Uh, it's talk. It's it's talk. It's talk to time about Carrie Lake. <laughs> yes. What's Mike, going on with Carrie? Would you like to talk a time about Carrie Lake? I would love to talk on time to talk about Carrie Lake. Uh, Carrie Lake uh, and one of her misfit friends are in the midst of suing Arizona to try to have the election results overturned because <laughs> that's a thing you do after you lose an election and you're a whiny piss baby who can't take no for an answer. Um, Mark Fincham Another one of uh, the losers in Arizona also filed the lawsuit that got laughed out of court. Uh, but Carrie's lawsuit uh, has been allowed to pr- go forward. Uh, she had numerous uh, claims to make. Uh, most of them were rejected. Two were allowed to stand, however. So now at the moment, um, I believe people are live streaming and live tweeting the uh, case the problem for Carrie is that her uh, the standard of proof that she needs to win is what legal experts would like to call impossible. <laughs> um, the case, basically, at this point, what she actually has to prove in court is that the people operating these machines operated intentionally and maliciously to screw her over. Just basically they have to get these people on the stand and be like, Hey, did you screw over Carrie Lake intentionally? And they're like, yes, I did. And here's the code I did it with. And then Carrie Lake wins. And if that doesn't happen, she loses. Um, 
Carrie Lake had a, a a big speech where she was talking about how we're gonna we're gonna make Katie Hobbs go on the stand and she has to know that perjury is a crime that is punishable by jail time. So she's gonna have to be real, real careful with her answers because she knows what she did, and we know that I won the election fair and square and bargle argle. And then um about six hours later, it was revealed that the Lake, uh, the Lake lawsuit group r- removed their subpoena for Katie Hobbs to testify because uh, the only two counts that were allowed to stand are involved Maricopa County <laughs> exclusively, and they have nothing to do with the Secretary of State, who is Katie Hobbs. So Katie Hobbs will not be testifying at this trial, no matter how much uh, Carrie Lake screams and yells and whines about it. Um Supposedly, this trial is going to go today and tomorrow, but it could end today. And again, this is 100% a scam. Like, Carrie knows she's going to lose. (laughs) There's no two ways about it. Uh, The guy that was running for attorney general, Abe Haberman, I can never say his name right, but he Yeah, a dishonest Abe is his opponent who beat him, like to call him repeatedly. Uh, He got one count rejected from his lawsuit, but four counts that, again, are going to require an impossible bar for him to clear (laughs) were allowed to go to trial. And he will be having a one-day trial on Friday that he will lose. Um, The two, uh, Carrie and Abe, have been um, grifting and collecting donations and telling their audience that something big is going to happen. And this is how it all, this is how we take them down and... Yargorg, and it's like, no, you're just stealing money from people. And then when you lose, you're going to piss and moan about corrupt deep state judges fucking you over, and that the system's rigged, and nobody can get a fair shake in uh, Biden's corrupt, evil America, and all that stuff. So, which is true, it yes. takes them forever to say anything. Oh yeah. So yeah, I be- I believe one person was asked on the stand, "Did you screw over Carrie Lake?" And he responded, "No." That was <laughs> and bang, 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 gavel, case closed. Yeah, you lose. Good day, sir. Yeah, it is. Uh, it is just really hilariously uh, sad how. Um, oh God, I'm re- I'm doing someone pissing and moaning about how one guy that was uh, Zoom called into the law into the lawsuit testified while wearing a T-shirt, and they're like, he's disrespecting these proceedings. It's like no one cares. You're you're lucky he wasn't topless. Uh, It's okay. (laughs) Am I the only person who's fucking sick and tired of talking about Arizona? I hate Arizona. (laughs) Because again, it just doesn't matter. Especially when they, like we talked about with Cyber Ninjas, it's like, ah, we're going to do the recount and we're going to show that Arizona went Republican. It's like, okay, fine. You can have it. Deal. Whatever. Can we just stop hearing about it? Yeah. Because that was their the whole act that QAnon and all these people had was that Arizona is the first domino. After we win that one, then we'll get Nevada, then we'll get Georgia, then we'll get Pennsylvania, and then we win. And it's like, A, it's not a domino that's going to fall, and B, we're all fine with it. We would give you Arizona if it would shut you up and end this. It's like, okay, fine. You won Arizona. Great. Biden's still president. It doesn't yeah. matter. Like that that is the the reason the reason why Biden is president is that he won by so much 
that you had Republicans in Pennsylvania and Georgia and Wisconsin and Michigan and Arizona all looking at each other. And they were all like, I ain't going to go first. You go first. I ain't going to go first. Basically, they all looked at each other and none of them was willing to, none none of them was going to take the first step towards actual treason. None of them were actually going to be like, we're going to start the process by which we actually end American democracy and install Trump as a dictator. And once they all like just froze and pissed themselves in that moment, nobody did it and Biden just became president. So it's like, yeah. Well, he didn't just become president. We have already talked today about the January 6th committee. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, but I'm, but I'm saying that, like, no one actually threw actual sand in the gears of disrupting the electoral votes of those states going to D.C. to be counted. Then the shit happened there because Trump wanted it to. But yeah, no, no, no person. I mean, I know the fake electors were a thing that happened and all that kind of stuff, but during the whole proceedings, no one stopped certification of a vote. Nobody was like, hey, wait a minute, we should do a thing. Nope. Everyone was just sort of like, you going to do it? No. Are you going to do it? No. <laughs> Fine. Fuck it. Trump loses. Like, whatever. Sorry, Donnie. Sorry you couldn't make it. Cl- Sorry you couldn't have only lost by one or two states. Then maybe we could have stolen it for you the way we did for W in 2000. Because that was one state and his brother was running it. So it was super easy. You lost lots of states and you didn't have Don Jr. or anyone as governor of those states at that time. So we we couldn't we couldn't start fucking rigging shit to help you out. Maybe next time. Yeah, yeah maybe in 2024. Maybe Donnie can steal it then. If he runs a better campaign, falls on the ground in, in actual belly belly shaking laughter at the idea of Trump being better. Oh my god! It, like just the idea of that twenty twenty four campaign of like Biden just being like, "Here's the stuff that's going on now. Here's how we're going to fix it," and literally Trump's just going to be like, "I was robbed in twenty twenty. It was bullshit. Buy my NFTs," and the crowd's like, "Yes, this is the man we want to be your president. Oh, we can't wait to do all of that. <laughs> it's gonna be so great. Let us do it." <laughs> uh you let me give you my money, Orange Daddy. You're the best. Mike, God, I'm ready. God, to... am I jealous? <laughs> Mike L, you ready to buy my mailbag? Oh God, mail. am I ever? Absolutely. I, I I dream of purchasing Sarge's swollen bag. Our listeners <laughs> got questions. We got answers. It's time for Q and A. <laughs> Happy holidays. People. Yes, yes. I'll buy it for a high price. <laughs> Deep cut. Uh, Cleodor Silvestri, the Hellworld Grand Inquisitor, asks, uh, suppose that the entire Hellworld crew got superpowers. Which powers do you now have, and what bizarre events gave them to you? Oh. I'd have, like... I mean, it, to pay, I, I don't know. In keeping with the spirit of this, I'd probably have, like, weird camera eyes and i'd be bitten by a radioactive camera or something that's the (laughs) thing i'm around the most so yeah no i i get that i I get that it's funny to say bitten by a radioactive camera but how do you suppose that actually works (laughs) is it radioactive and then it just like falls on you and you're just like ah (laughs) then like the camera makes you close up there's like a there's like a very small cut (laughs) that's your blood (laughs) The, the little the little compartment where i put the 
the card just like slam shut on my finger. Oh, I think my camera <laughs> just bit me. So it's not, but but it's not the radiation giving it some sort of like weird wet camera mouth. No. Well, I don't know. Maybe it depends on the quality of movie that this is. I, I've been watching a lot of bad movie Bible, and he uh, has shown a number of bad movies to me. So yeah, it could just like my camera has come comes alive and bites me, like uh, uh, like there, there's <laughs> there's a Jaws ripoff that's very good that's just about lawnmowers it's just lawnmower it's called blades is that like like, is is that like the guy from the max was the lawnmower blade through his head it's it's shot for shot jaws but with lawnmowers instead of sharks they even do the scene where they they autopsy the shark but they they're hanging the lawnmower up up and they cut it open to see if there's body parts in it and just a bunch of grass and a golf ball fall out Check out Bad Movie Bible. Like, it's a great YouTube channel. That is... But yeah, no, my my camera comes to life and, like, animates a mouth. Kind of like an old Ghostbusters cartoon monster and just, like, bites me. And then now I have camera eyes. Is it, like, a form of lycanthropy or do you always have the eyes? Is it it Spider-Man or lycanthropy? It's like Spider-Man. I'm not a wear camera. I'm not cameraman by night. I mean, camera, but I can't, camera, can't I mean, God, it does sound pretty cool. Yeah, I I can't believe that was right there, and I had to say it to think of it. Cameraman, like it's <laughs> it's on the tin. Like, wait, wait, yeah, you you were just like, who am I, lens man or selfie guy? Cameraman, it's already a thing. I want my power to be sort of like the genie from Aladdin when he's doing music numbers where I just, I want to have like harmless reality control to sell any joke I need to Mm. just like any, any punchline, any way to be entertaining. I could just like harmlessly alter reality. at will like do fun little dance numbers or whatever, musical stingers, like special guest appearances by weird celebrities and stuff like that. But, (laughs) but, 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 but but not to be used for like evil. (laughs) But you can you can make actual rim shots happen. They just come out of air. It's like where did that uh, uh, I mean, if I have if I have the genie power, it would be much cooler than just coming out of air. It would be like your 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 perception would forcibly move to quote unquote off camera, and you would see like a guy like positioned at a drum kit, like doing a rim shot, <laughs> and then he would shoot me some finger guns, and I would shoot some finger guns back. <laughs> and then when we went back to you, if we went to look for him, he'd be gone because he wasn't even there in the first place. It was that was just you manipulating reality. Yeah, yeah. So hanging out with me would also kind of start driving people mad <laughs> as as they start to lose a grip on what is and isn't a real thing in their life. <laughs> it's like, damn, Elle is so entertaining, but now I don't even know what's real anymore. <laughs> uh, it's like Call of Cthulhu, only incredibly, instead of being incredibly dark and dystopian, it's just a joyful sort of insanity. <laughs> uh, what about you, Mike? What's your special power? 
Uh, I, I would I would just like to I would just like to fall through the time portal and then just like have like uh, just knowledge of the future. That's like always been kind of like my thing that would be something that'd be interesting. It's just like how could you actually affect the world if you were just like a jamoke but you knew what was coming and like sports betting and all that dumb shit. It's like that doesn't like fuck that. That's just like such such a boring thing. But like how how much time would you need? Uh, before nine eleven, to stop nine eleven, like how, like how w- w- could you do, could you do it in a week? Could would it take two weeks? Like would you need months? Like that kind of stuff would be just very interesting to me. I think that that would be probably. Would you stop it? <laughs> no, I'm saying, like, but I'm saying, could you stop it? Like, well, I'm just saying, we- even if you could, like that's 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 another consideration. Like that's a big historical change that you're making there, friend. Oh yeah, oh I it's, know. It's gonna have a yeah. bunch of ramifications. Oh yeah, but but then like you, then you can go down that you can go down that series of consequences, and it's like if you're worried about nine eleven, do you just try to uh, teach some morons in Florida how their ballot works so they vote for Gore instead of Bush in that one district that Pat Buchanan got like three thousand votes in? And if you fix that, does nine eleven even happen under President Gore because he's not a moron like Bush was? So it's it, it, it's just like you see, just keep... so, so like how much of it is like the actual just being able to muck with like real historical stuff is in it for you because that that would be stuff that only you would know you would be there oh, yeah. you would be like there grouping your own erection just being like yeah this time around Al Gore is president I did it <laughs> it's just like but nobody else knows. <laughs> that'd be I, that'd be fine I, I I can I can be this secret time stream manipulator and not really worry about it. You could, you'd be definitely be able to be stinking rich with like crypto bro knowledge. Like I'm getting oh, Bitcoin yeah. here and getting out here, <laughs> <laughs> and just buying Apple, just buy Apple at the jump and just crush. I mean, all yeah. that kind of stuff. Absolutely. See, I, I think Mike would like to be isekai. There's a lot, there's a there's a there's a lot of isekai premises where it's just like you just get like sucked into another dimension and they've got magic, but you're just like oh. My magic is a lot better because I have rudimentary physics knowledge that they don't. Like I, I have like a very limited understanding of the underpinnings of how like stuff works, and that allows me to be the world's most incredible super mage. <laughs> I, I, um, yeah, I was just having a talk about this a few days ago, and. Uh, my friend was just like, oh, yeah, I'd have to be a mage. I'd have to do that kind of stuff. I couldn't be a rogue, blah, blah, blah. And I couldn't, like, worship a god. Cause... And I was like, but if you were in a world where gods were real and they showed themselves to you, like, why would you not worship one? Yeah, and be- and bequeath upon you tangible magic powers that you use to fight monsters and shit. Yeah, right. and then he, yeah, but then he was like, but why wouldn't everyone do that? Why are there cobblers in D&D? And this kind of be like, like the way I think of it, you have to do so much work to get the god to benefit you. And I'm just like, I'm, I'm like, hey, that's that's player character versus NPC shit. We don't we don't get into why there are cobblers. That's and, and why the cobbler just doesn't worship a god and get powers. I mean, and, yeah, yeah, because it, it, the, the, then you get like you know you get into sort of like the the political nature of it, where it's just like. You you have a, a strong upright paladin who seems like a pretty good guy, but he sort of thinks that if you're a cobbler, that's your fault. You need to pull yourself up by your bootstraps. <laughs> like, oh, you're stuck as a cobbler. Well, sucks for you. Yeah. You, you, if you were working harder, you could be a paladin like me. And then you have other people who are just like, hey man, because of the way the system is structured, some people have to not be paladins. <laughs> someone has to fucking pick shoes. Someone has to cobble. 
Yeah, is it, you dig? <laughs> uh, and and, uh, and I was just like, if there was, if if I fell into this D and D universe, and there was actually like the embodiment of woke, if like woke was a god, I'd be like, that's fine. I can ex- I can embrace the woke god. I can uh, abide by them and hopefully receive their blessings so that I can invoke wokeness upon the world and make Republicans in my fantasy universe cry. Because they're like, oh, no, he's got woke powers. Woke has blessed him. No, I I have to use people's pronouns correctly. I can't be a bigot around them. No. So, yeah, that's the way this works. Sorry. I am I am actually touched by woke. I am actually <laughs> I, I am a, I am actually a social justice paladin. That is I am actually that thing. I am I am I have that aura about me. Reborn in another world as a social justice warrior. Yes. Hey yikes, please no. <laughs> <laughs> and uh this is incredibly tangential. Uh Pancake Peasant asks, what ideas do you have to fix the disparity between uh, mar- uh martial classes and caster classes in D&D 5th f- edition? It's an all L question. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure that a lot of people a lot of people think that there's a big disparity, but I just sort of like disagree. I think the biggest problem is that the martial stuff just seems sort of boring. And the easiest way to fix it would be to take the maneuvers system from being specific to certain subclasses and just make it baked into every marshal as part of their toolkit, where it's just like as part of being a marshal class, you have these like certain special flourishes that you do. And in addition to making people, making like fighter to fighter feel different, it would also give people more options to feel like exciting or whatever. Because, you know, a lot of, like, it's like, sure, spellcasters get access to a lot of spells, but a lot of them are just sort of like, yeah, you know, create it's, it's, water. It's, it's a save or suck, and it either does its thing or it doesn't, and when it does it, when it, does it do its thing, that they've wasted their whole turn or whatever. And if you're, like, maximum, uh, like, efficient and just making sure that you're using the best spells and getting the best bang for your buck all the time, then you're sort of locked into a bunch of stuff and you don't really have that wealth of options anyway. So in some ways, you're just as boring as a martial class like if you're a cleric your first turn should be should be scripted there's nothing more powerful for most levels of D for your cleric to be doing than to cast bless on all of the party and if they're not doing that then they're just not being as efficient as they could be so that like by default makes them sort of just like for at least a little while in every combat you get to as boring as say the barbarian who is probably going to run up and make an attack <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to cast Bless. I'm going to swing my sword. It's a great way to but go. Yeah, everybody should get at least one feat because it just allows character to character who's like the same uh, lineage and class combo because now, now they're moving away from the racial thing calling it lineage, I believe. Um, yeah. So like, you know, if you're a human fighter and somebody else is a human fighter, well, a feat allows one of you to be like, I'm a human fighter that's crossbow specialist and I'm a human fighter that's pole arm specialist. So even level one, you feel different. Um, and uh, so I think everybody should get a feat starting at level one and they should design the game with that in mind. And I think that uh, if they just added the maneuver system into the melee kit as like something they designed around as well, that that would make those classes seem less quote unquote boring or quote unquote weak compared to the spellcasting classes. I played a lot of barbarians, man. They're not weak. They're, <laughs> they're, they're, they're just like, they do, they do a ton of, they do a ton of damage. They're unkillable uh most of the time and it's just like yeah they're not super engaging if you're playing them like a like a snoozer but uh 
they're changing this in the next edition that they're coming out with, but at least in regular fifth edition, barbarians tend to accidentally just be great at grappling. And if you're not utilizing that to the fullest, it just means that you're not familiar enough with fifth edition to be getting the most out of your barbarian. (laughs) It's been a lot of time just like grabbing people and throwing them off of stuff or like, you know, just like like wrestling with them on the ground and writing stuff that I shouldn't be able to. It's like the the grapple rules allow you to get away with a bunch of nonsense. (laughs) They allow you to punch a a pirate ship. And if you're all 20, just a a giant hole falls and appears and it just sinks into the ocean. Well, not quite, but it does allow you to do stuff like, uh, like, ah, yes, at level three, uh, there are two trolls that are harassing the party. Okay, you guys, you guys go do another thing, and I will wrestle this one troll, and it will <laughs> weakly try to kill me while he's being wrestled by me. And then while you deal with the other troll, this one will be, I'll just lock down this one troll by myself. You guys go do another <laughs> thing. <sighs> um. So yes, if anyone wants to join L on a D and D stream, we can and make him a super popular DM that then gets to be paid for that service. Uh, that's how he actually wants to become a uh, like social influencer millionaire is by being the hottest DM in all the land. So. I mean, you're half right. I want I want to be the hottest player. I, I want I want to play at the foot of an incredible DM. I, I want to play at Brennan Lee Mulligan's table and impress everybody with how good I am at the table. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, make that happen. Let's pull some strings. Let's get let's get L on the table so he can just show the world how it's done. Because uh, every time I've uh, I've actually engaged in the few times, the fleeting times I've role played with L, he has been incredible. So, uh, Essential Corp asks, uh, what unexpected expenditures do you think will be in Trump's tax returns? Uh, oh, I don't know. Uh, unexpected, like like poorly, like hidden, like poorly discreetly labeled hush money payments for for the P tape. <laughs> they, they just got like an obvious code word, like like lemonade, like lemonade. But there's just like four hundred thousand dollars to some <laughs> Russian. <laughs> uh, destruction of the lemonade stand. Four hundred thousand dollars to. Moscow. Just <laughs> uh, verification. Lemon stand was destroyed. Boom. Nailed yeah, it. Pay, pay to the order of uh, pay to the order of Vladimir Putin. <laughs> exactly. Uh, from what I'm seeing, because I think the I think the taxes are slowly trickling out at this point, and um, it's he's mostly just pulled the Hollywood shit. Where he just claims massive losses and doesn't pay taxes. Like, oh yeah, I made X, but I lost Y, and Y was way bigger than X, so I don't owe any taxes. Sorry, IRS. Better luck next year. Maybe I won't be a losing businessman yet again. So literally, just accounting fraud. That's basically what we're getting at this point. Like right. hilarious, hilarious uh, outlier, uh, scandalous, crimey. Um, expenditures i i would love to see that i think i think l l was basically where i was was uh i was i was working on my p tape joke i didn't get there nearly as fast as l did l crushed me so um (laughs) but but i think that like i've actually seen some uh QAnon and republican people being like oh trump's taxes came out and now no one's saying anything about him big nothing burger just like we all knew it was gonna be and it's actually like no like the whole point of Trump is that he's this 
ultra successful businessman who just makes money hand over fist and is a literal god of capitalism and his taxes are just like yeah i lose money every year every year just in the hole yeah. deeper than it was before. So i love the idea that they just be like yeah man trump's taxes are coming out nobody's talking about it what a bunch of losers there's a huge nothing burger and it's like well only because everybody is distracted by the fact that the government has recommended that donald trump be brought up on like like sedition charges yeah. we're a little distracted from his tax records by his treason so yeah, just... uh, we'll, we'll get there like calm down <laughs> don't worry give us a little time we'll we'll, we'll make it to the tr- we'll make it to the taxes but right now we're we're a little we're a little taken aback by the fact that like the federal government has accused the former president of sedition which is pretty big i mean literally before the before the oath keepers got nailed for sedition we hadn't charged anyone with sedition in a dog's age and i think it was like one guy got charged under Obama and they the charge got dropped or he was acquitted. So it's been a very long time since we've actually had a sedition conviction. It may have not happened in this century, literally. So, yeah. Uh, maybe maybe worry about that. Yeah, give, give it some time. Yeah. And our, our final question from the uh, one of our original inquisitors, Chairman Walkman, is uh, what is the best way to prepare potatoes? This is a strong question. So um, for the season, latkes are a very good answer. So the best way for the season, I'm going to go with latkes. My family routinely does uh, potato soup for New Year's Eve. So You know what? I, I feel like Sarge is calling in a lot of what I, what I consider to be European answers like that's sort of like i'm a, like you know the, the latke especially so i'll jump in on that wagon and i will say one of my favorite ways certainly not the only one but as a fill as is a filling for pierogi i love a pierogi yeah <laughs> yeah that's a yeah yeah so yeah pierogi the, there's so many so many ways to cook potatoes i don't want to do the bubba voice <laughs> Um, I mean, l- l- I mean, let's not just let's. I'll, I'll be the one to follow that grenade. How about just straight up mashed? There's a yeah. ton of different ways you could do it. Everyone has their own preference, like you know, lumpy or completely smooth, whipped or just actually like hand mashed, all that stuff. But a mashed potato, it's like hard to go wrong with it. You just throw some stuff in there, some sour cream, some chives. You can load it. You can not load it. Delicious. Yeah. Yeah, uh, prefer- yeah, if I'm at a restaurant, uh, a good mashed potato is awesome. Uh, steak fries are also very acceptable, again, in a, in a professional setting where I know they're going to be cooked right. Uh, around the house, I, I, I love home fries. I just love slicing up a potato and then just throwing it on the pan and just sizzling it. And bam, home fries. So I... That and and that and uh, that's some of the nostalgia for me also because I ate so many home fries when I was a kid. Just someone in my house would be like, "Just slice up a potato. You want some?" I'd be like, "Hell, hell's yes! Of course I want some potato. Potato is incredible." So, yeah, my favorite uh, fried potato is probably like a flattened, like griddle style hash brown, the the real thin and crispy stuff from like a good diner. Yep. Oh yeah. Good question. Yes. Yeah, that's why I have Chairman Walkman's like list of excellent questions handy to like <laughs> round out the mailbag every week, and so that brings us to our final question. As always, is what are you guys looking forward to? Uh, well, I'll take the lead here because it also it also sort of works into an announcement. Uh, in a couple of weeks' time, 
uh, Sarge and I will both not be here to record for a week. And I believe Mike has something lined up for that. In fact, I believe, I believe Sarge isn't going to be with us next week either. So this is probably going to be the last time uh, for the year where all of the boys are together. But two weeks from hence, Sarge and I are going on a mutual vacation together, as we do every year, to MAGFest. And yep. I'm very excited for MAGFest. So I will say I'm excited for MAGFest. Yeah, I, I've got to go with that one as well. Uh, pretty excited for MAGFest again this year. Uh, the guest list is keeps getting better and better. I finally get to see Cybertronic Spree live. I'm excited to see them live finally and uh, other entertainers are honestly i'm sort of there. surprised we haven't yet they they, they yeah. seem like a dunker for every magfest we've ever been to since they've existed so it's like it'll be nice to finally see their live show although there have been a lot of great performances at magfest so it's gonna it, it will it'll be difficult for them to to clear the bar but if they do it will be a wonderful moment i'm excited i'm super excited to see them they're really the yeah. only band that like i know that like i'm that pumped to see i wouldn't mind going to see i think scott two network is going to be there i'm not sure if he's performing but if he is i'd be happy to see that they they just dropped their first fully original album uh ravage they they've had until now they're primarily a transformers cover band that is the majority of their catalog but uh i was part of the kickstarter they have a, a full album out now ravage give it a listen it is a ton of fun so i i'm well, excited for magfest and uh cybertronic spree yeah how about you mike oh i'm just uh excited to kind of chill out this weekend for christmas um just um it, I don't know what it has been, but uh, recently at work, we have had just madness going on. I don't know. I don't know if the holiday season just brings out the werewolf in people or whatnot, but uh, it has been um, it's been crazy. So having a few days to just sort of like just have downtime, be able to relax. Hopefully everybody else will kind of like get off their shit, calm down. Uh, yeah, so just getting through Christmas and then hopefully having humanity uh, get their bearings back right is uh, something I'm hugely in favor of uh, because um, I I mean, casinos are casinos and stuff does happen. But in the past uh, like week or so, we've literally had the police uh, had to intervene on more than one occasion for stuff. And it's been just sort of like, like, what the hell is going on here? Why am I on a radio calling security, telling security, you're not good enough. You actually have to get <laughs> actual law enforcement with, with the big boy toys that can do real damage to people to show up. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, security, I'm just ready to let you know that your shit is weak and I need you to call cops. <laughs> yes, exactly right. Exactly right. So, uh, yeah, so uh, up your game, humanity. Uh, you're, you're, you're displeasing me. So you, uh, thank you for that. So that's what I am hopeful for. I don't know that I'm looking forward to it, but I'm definitely <laughs> you hopeful for it. forward to less violence. Yes, and also uh, the special, the special one-off Taskmasters episode that'll be coming up between Christmas and New Year's, which is always a good one. There you so, go. That's um, a better one. I, yes. be I believe that to be the Taskmaster New Year's treat. Yes, that sounds which right. I, I also love a New Year's treat. Yeah, so those are good things to be excited about. And on that note, it is time for us to board Krampus's sleigh. 
and uh, use his skeletal reindeer to pull us away from Hell World. Thank you, everybody, for listening and for supporting the show. You can continue to support the show for free by giving us a five-star review or thumbs up or whatever, wherever you get your podcast provided. And, uh, you know, just tell a friend if you think that they, they might enjoy the show. You can just spread the word organically, the old-fashioned way. Oh, call to action. I'm calling upon your action. If you have money and you'd like to support us with that money, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash pokerpolitics, where you can tip your dealers. Uh, anybody who donates $5 or more a month gets access to our slate of bonus content, uh, including our series on Q-related media stuff, uh, such as Kapalan, What We Do Out of Shadows, and Mule's Errand. So go check that stuff out if you would like to. If you, if you want more content from us, you can pay us to get it. Uh, thank you, as always, to all of our beautifuler babies. If you have money and you don't want to give it to us, you'd like to do some good with it in the world, you can do so by visiting love146.org, the organization organization whose vision is the end of child trafficking and exploitation. Sounds pretty good to us. Thanks, as always, to DJ Minimal Effort for use of our intro song. DJ Minimal Effort, still no social media. What a lad. You can find our buddy Frosty, who does all of our drops on uh, Twitter for the time being, until that uh, turns into a flaming creator, at FrostyVO. Uh, you can find myself, uh, Sarge and Mike at, at HellWorldL, at Sergeant Hell, and at Poker Politics, respectively. And the show itself is at HellWorld, H E L L W Q R L D. Look at us, such clever lads. So, for another successful episode of the Adventures of Hell World podcast, I have been one of your hosts, the Mysterious L, joined as always by Sarge and our expert in all things QAnon, Crazy Mr. Mike Reigns. Good speed, Patriots! Ah!